All right, we are back with your favorite podcast show of the week. This is Location Weekly, episode number 447, and we're recording live on uh, January the 13th. Uh, hope everyone is well. Abriana, how are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, early Monday morning. It is still dark here and rainy, and we are recording much earlier than usual because we got lots going on, but we are here for you guys and excited to deliver some stories and location huh yeah <laughs> How absolutely are you doing? yeah no i'm good i'm good it's it's absolutely it's early but uh yeah i have to uh, uh Brianna is accommodating me i have to uh, hop on a plane to get to uh, nrf um to uh we've got a lbma event uh there tomorrow evening with karsten and uh some europeans uh members and whatnot that are all gathering together there and i've got a, a couple other events uh while i'm there as well so Busy week, um, but they're all busy weeks, aren't they? So They are. You're, we're both accommodating because we have internal strategy meetings the next few days here for Gather Lab. And so, um, yeah, we're just both yeah. going a few different directions. Cool. <laughs> well, why don't we just jump right into it then? We've got three right. industry news stories, three member news stories, and as always, I'll let Abriana start us off. All right, well, I'm gonna kick it off with more of like an announcement um, of a new company that's coming on the scene in the share economy. And I like this one, I think this is pretty cool. It's called Leveled. I really like the name because when you hear what it is, it makes complete sense, but it's um, just level with a D, no, not ED, so Leveled. And um, it is for um, location-based tool rentals. So let's say you have a special project, you need some special tools, you can rent some uh, tools without having to go to Home Depot and probably pay way more than you would. Um, and also if you have lots of tools that you know are not currently being used, you could you know, make a few bucks by renting those out. So um, it's, um, Obviously, it's enabling specific tool and equipment rental from nearby locations and people. It's peer-to-peer -peer transactions, similar to what we've seen with like um, I'm trying to remember all the different ones. The the like the moving stuff, the moving ones. I'm yeah. trying to. I know I yeah. Bungie. Um, there's a few other ones yeah. I know I've used some of them. Yeah, Charlie. and so yes, very similar to all of those except yeah. with tools. And so right now this is currently in, um, it's called Innovation Depot, which is uh, kind of an incubator, you know, type of a play that's based in Birmingham, Alabama of all places, which is kind of random, but um, it's their 2020 Velocity Accelerator cohort. So each company that's in there, there's like eight companies, I think that they've chosen. Each of them are receiving $50,000 from the Velocity Fund, which is supported by Regions Bank, BBVA, Blue Cross Blue Shield, UAB, the Community Foundation of Greater Birmingham, Encompass Health, a bunch of different other ones, right? Um, construction companies, all of these different companies that have, you know, put money in to be a part of this. And the companies go through this 13-week um, business and leadership development course. And then at the end, um, so this started just, uh, it starts today, actually. And this will culminate on what they call Demo Day, which is um, an Iron City on April 21st. So we'll see how Level does. But, um, you know, I think this makes complete sense. Like, you know, something like a pressure washer, you know, we had to borrow one from our neighbor or we were going to rent one from Home Depot, but they're kind of, you know, pricey. So something like this is a great op option, I think. And also you would, I, I don't know about you, but for me, you would much rather give a few bucks to somebody who maybe needs to make some more money on the side rather than the big corporation down the street that, um, you know, makes lots of money. So I like it. Good story. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I think it's, uh, 
you know, it's a great spin on kind of the, the whole sharing economy model, whether it's Uber or Zarly or TaskRabbit or all these kinds of companies we've talked about over the years. I, I think this is a market that, um, you know, works well in this type of category. I think these typically these types of tools that we're, you're talking about, whether it's a pressure washer or a floor sander or you know something like that, it's not something you necessarily need, you know, to go and buy and have like as part of your regular tool arsenal on a regular, you know, sort of week to week basis. But periodically you, you need this kind of thing if you're doing some kind of renovation or special cleanup or, you know, whatever it is, uh, makeover on a floor or a room or whatever. Um, and, and you want to, you know, have access to the right tools, right? Cause the right tools you get the job done properly. Right. Instead of trying to like, you know, Mickey Mouse it. So, but yeah, we've all been there. We've all kind of gone to Home Depot or Lowe's and kind of rented a tool or up here in Canada, we used to have this company called Stanley that would rent tools. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not cheap. Um, and I like the idea of just finding somebody nearby using location data, um, you know, to kind of take a tool that somebody owns and kind of, it's this sort of underutilized, you know, sort of you know, the under economy, right? Um, of just kind of finding new ways to generate revenue off of goods you already have. And in a similar way to Zarly used to, you know, like if you wanted to go skiing, but it's your first time, you know, why go buy a brand new set of skis, you know, find somebody on your street who is a regular skier. Maybe they have an old pair. Maybe they got a pair that they're not using, you know, right now or whatever. Um, and you can just rent them, um, you know, from your neighbors and that kind of thing. And, and I think uh, it makes a ton of sense to me. I, I like that it's in a startup incubator environment. I like that they're kind of got a little bit of seed capital and kind of the support of, of, of a community. That's always good uh, for startups like this, um, you know, to be in those kinds of environments. We have many of them up here in Toronto uh, or the Waterloo area and so on uh, where, you know, they, they're sort of just you know, breeding startups and kind of pushing them out into the world. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's a, it's an interesting market and you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, I guess, but leveled. Cool. All right. Shifting gears now coming, coming to my, uh, you know, my hometown here in Toronto, uh, which is the headquarters for Canada Goose Holdings Inc. Now Canada Goose, if you're not familiar with it, they've got these really expensive winter parka jackets. Um, you know, they've been a big thing up here for a number of years. Uh, I know they're quite popular in the U S right now. I don't know if you, if you own one of these, Brianna, or have you seen them around Atlanta might not be I live in Atlanta. No, <laughs> might not be the place where you need one of these but in New York apparently they're everywhere um, but it, it's a very well um, you know very very big popular brand uh, with, with celebrities and and, and many uh, folks I mean it's a thousand dollars US for basically a parka uh, so these things aren't cheap um, but in order to promote um, sort of the merits of the and the quality of this product uh, what they did up here this year uh, is they just opened up a new sort of showroom type store uh, and you walk in, it's filled with snow. Um, the temperature in there is minus 12 degrees Celsius, 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, to get in, like into the uh, the room, um, you know, the temperature controlled room, you have to cross this thing called the crevasse, which is a icy rock face. And like literally they have ice like on a floor that you're walking and it's cracking and all that kind of stuff. Like, so they're trying to kind of create this wintry, sort of your outdoors, uh, you know, walking in the snow and the ice uh, and feeling the temperature environment, all put together with uh, 4K video walls of Canadian landscapes. And so it's, it, it's a complete experience center. And obviously you put on one of their coats and you kind of walk through this experience and you feel how warm and cozy and 
what a thousand dollars can buy you is um and all of that <laughs> um and then there's like a like a touchscreen tour guide kind of experience you know it's described in, in the article i read as the disneyfication of the retail environment and i think that's that's true like i mean it's all about how do you create experiences how do you get people to kind of feel and embrace and you know uh think about what it would be like if they had this you know this jacket on uh in the environment so kind of fun kind of cool the interesting thing about it is you can't actually buy the product from the store so um they don't have they, they don't carry any inventory there it's it's basically a, an experience center to kind of promote the brand and, and get you connected with it and then you can order your product from the store before you leave and then it's shipped out to you um sort of like catalog like so uh, from the touch screens and all that sort of stuff so really really interesting um kind of cool i gotta go see if it's still still operating i, I wouldn't mind checking it out uh, in person so not yeah, that a thousand dollars you should definitely check it out um you know i remember like when i was in college um having a big puffy north face jacket was you know all the rage and you had to have one but they were like five hundred dollars and so um i saved my money and me and my boyfriend at the time who now is my husband we went to New York and we bought our North Faces and it was like a big deal. Um, but we did not have an ice room to walk through. Uh, but yes, I think this is really cool. I love that it's a good experience. Um, I kind of, it, it kind of makes me hesitate to say like, why would they not have inventory right there? Um, because I think like when you're touching and feeling and trying something, you definitely want to be able to walk out the, the door with it. Uh, but I think this is great for experience, great for um, obviously putting the, the actual product to the test. Uh, probably not so great for employee uh, claims. <laughs> I don't know, mm -hmm. slip and falls, like frigid weather. I don't know, but uh, it sounds like a fun, um, a fun thing to test out. You should definitely go see. If it's still yeah, around. they did. They did say for most customers, like when you kind of walk out and you order from the digital catalog uh, before you leave, uh, the product is is shipped like same day. Like you should get it like you know the same day. So. So at least you sort of can kind of, you know, there's that huh? almost instant gratification. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if they're using fulfillment by Amazon or what, but I don't know. Um, but, it, but cool experience. I like it. I'm going to go see if I can track it down and, and check it out. So very good. Yeah. All right. So our next story is kind of more, I would say like in the loyalty um, play. And I think this is a really cool story. This is JP Morgan chase. Um, and so if you are a Chase Sapphire Freedom or Slate card holder, you now have an extra perk. So definitely take advantage of this and check this out. Um, but you can now have a DoorDash Dash Pass subscription. So this is great, you know, if you like to order for convenience or, you know, you just don't feel like getting in the car with the kids to go find something to eat when you're running low on groceries. I love DoorDash. I love all of those convenience apps, you know, Instacart, any of those things. Well, now, um, consumers are going to be able to have unlimited food orders for zero delivery fees and a discounted or reduced service fees. So um, for Sapphire Reserve and Preferred members, they get a whole year membership, which is valued at over $100. Um, and then if you are a, let's see, Freedom, Freedom Unlimited, Freedom Student and Slate uh, member, you get three months for free. And then the remaining nine months, you get a 50% discount. So what I really like about the story is it's like it 
finally, you know, um, a bank or a credit card or, you know, a credit union, any of those things are providing real loyalty and, you know, value here because this is something that most people use. So I like that there's like real rewards here, not just some crazy point system that gives you some discount on something later in time that we really know you could probably go find cheaper somewhere else um, in that moment. So this kind of reminded me recently, I'm a Verizon wireless subscriber and some of, one of the perks I got was I got a free um, year subscription to Disney Plus, which just came out. And so I was very excited about that. You know, I have little kids, Disney Plus is awesome. Um, I'm not having to buy like all of these movies anymore. And, um, and so, you know, to me, I was like, these are the types of partnerships and rewards and, and, um, and things that not only provide the company insight on their consumers, but also provide um, real value and rewards um, and, you know, increased value. So it made me feel like, yeah, I want to continue to be a Verizon wireless subscriber because they get me, they're giving me, you know, more, I have good service, all of these other things. Right. Um, and I think that probably JP Morgan Chase consumers would feel the same with uh, a loyalty or kind of a perk like this. So, I like the story. I want to see more like this, more partnerships like this in 2020, more um, loyalty plays like this and less of the, you know, crappy points for redemption and, and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I completely agree. I think this is a really solid partnership. I think this is a great uh, benefit to, to cardholders. Um, you know, and I think the, for, for me, I was thinking as you were talking about kind of the data analytics side of things, obviously, you know, what we're doing with ground level and cannabis side. And one of the things that we were trying to do there is help brands understand, you know, what the affinities and, and, and kind of cross promotional opportunities are between different brands that are complementary or services that are complementary. And, and I see that here, right? Like in, in this sector, if you look at it and you say, okay, you know, we're providing our, our cardholders a, a value added service here, but you know, the question is, is that, okay, these people are, you know, they're eating anyways, they're going to certain restaurants, these restaurants are dash pass, dash pass, you know, um, uh, customers and there's a good correlation between our member base and and you know the customers of these restaurants um, and who are using you know you know dash you know potentially already or you know we can tell that they want to um, and, and so finding ways to for logical kind of data you know sort of validated partnerships I think makes a ton of sense right and um, so yeah I'm excited about this I, I, I hope that we're gonna see more of these I mean and, and there's good value here like it's a it's a hundred dollars for a dash pass membership right so you know just providing that as, as, as you know just something you get as a chase card you know holder member um, you know I think it's kind of cool I'm a little bit envious we don't have this up here in Canada so um, bring it bring it on come on Come on, come on, Amex. Come on, let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, but but good value there all, all around, and, and I hope to see more partnerships like that. So that's our three industry news stories for this week. Uh, we'll shift over now to our member news, and I'll start that off with a story about our good friends at Amazon, and in particular, Alexa, uh, have teamed up with the Phantom of the Opera on Sorry, Broadway. I didn't find a device named TV. Sorry, that was uh, Alexa heard her name apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, she's always listening. Uh, yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, so she's, uh, she's teamed up with the Phantom of the Opera on Broadway, which is the first musical to leverage Alexa now. Uh, and so they built this uh, Amazon Alexa skill uh, that lets fans order tickets and pay for them using Amazon Pay and Telecharge uh, directly through their Amazon Alexa. Um, they worked with a uh, AI developer company called Broadway, uh, which I love the spelling. It's B-R-O-A-D-W dot A-I. Broadway. Um, yeah, really, really cool. So obviously these guys specialize in working with uh, musicals and theater and, and the Broadway uh, scene. And so the skill is simply called Phantom. Um, and uh, yeah, um, super, I, like, I think it's interesting. I, I think we're going to see a lot of this this year in terms of just more and more skills being developed, more and more brands taking advantage of how they can use voice to simplify the ordering process in that we've talked a lot about power of voice uh, on this show uh, and and how commerce is is being uh, taken over with that and location uh, and search and how all those things sort of inter intersect so i like this um i like it too i mean the only thing i can think of is like the phantom of the opera theme song kind of going playing through my head over and over again right now which i will not sing uh just because i Respect. Come on, just give us a little, you know. I respect Broadway way too much for that. Uh, we don't want to do a huge disservice. But uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm like, well, how often are you actually ordering, you know, phantom tickets that you need to skill for it? But I think it's cool that it's available, right? Um, again, like ordering through voice, the, the ability to do things more conveniently uh, and quickly and easily. I always love that. So um, yeah, I mean, I think this is fun and it's with the arts. So anything that we can do to continue to you know, elevate the arts and make it more convenient for people to participate in that, I think is great. Yeah, and I think if you can use this kind of skill like to order multiple different, you know, Broadway shows, yeah. it's like if you're a regular Broadway goer, let's say, uh, or, or you know, theater goer in general, um, I think, you know, being able to kind of order tickets for any show, um, kind of just adding them into sort of the mix here would, would be cool. So yeah, I, I, I hope it sort of evolves into that um, yeah, I mean, I'd like tickets to a show. So if you have any extra, feel free. I'm in New York often. I would love to join you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, my wife and I, we just bought tickets to a show, and uh, it's coming up in, in a couple of weeks. It's one. It's called Come From Away. I don't know if you've heard of that. So it's a. It's done very well. It's this show about uh, during 9/11 when all the um, you know flights were uh, shut down and and all the planes in the air had to uh, find somewhere to go. They they all landed in Newfoundland uh, up in Canada, and um, a whole bunch of them. And so there was like all these people all of a sudden who landed there in this small little kind of town, and all the locals basically took them into their homes and kind of like you know fed them and you know entertained them and and. It, so, so it's about that so yeah. sounds like a beautiful story yeah it's interesting so all right yeah all right good date night um so the next story is about mood media so remember a few weeks ago we talked about how mood media was merging their three separate teams of techno media so this seems to be sort of a small sample of what we can expect uh to come um you know and what we're going to see from that so Earth Fair, which we used to have an Earth Fair just down the road, and I loved Earth Fair. It was great. It's an organic grocery store. I think it's based out of Asheville, North Carolina, um, and unfortunately, it's no longer here, but there are still some around, and they have a store in Charlotte, North Carolina, so this wonderful organic grocery store, and they have upgraded their cafe now 
to digital signage from Mood Media. Um, so the, there's like the menu boards with the targeted messaging that we talked about, you know, sort of bringing in that, um, you know, timeliness of, of not only just like the menu and what's available within the cafe, but, you know, different messages, live sports, streaming, weather conditions, all different announcements kind of like, you know, filtering through so that the patrons and participants that are there in the cafe can kind of stay up to date. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm like, this is nothing groundbreaking, but I think this is probably a small sample of what we're going to expect to see um, in terms of more growth on the digital signage side of mood media and not just, you know, the music uh, piece of what they've done and what we've been used to from mood media for so many years. So I like this, you know, I think that when one company is in control maybe of some of these different things, you think about the different consumer touch points. So there's the sight piece of it, there's the hearing piece of it, right? And how that influences them and how that creates a better shopping experience um, and just makes things more seamless. Instead of, you know, consumers maybe being down looking at their phone when they're in the cafe, they can like kind of be looking up and, and around the store and kind of taking in what's around them and and further enjoying what's going on in that retailer's uh, location. So I like this, you know, I think this is, like I said, small story, nothing groundbreaking, but I think this is probably just a small taste of what we can expect to see from Mood Media in 2020. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a good story. I, I, obviously, Mood uh, Media has been a longtime LVMA member company, and uh, they're always kind of, you know, pushing the boundaries. We've talked about them a little bit on the show in the, in the last quarter. Um, and, uh, you know, while we've never had an Earth Fair up here in, in Canada that I'm aware of anyways, um, you know, it, it sounds like a, like a fabulous place. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, the, the, one of the interesting takeaways from reading this story is that so they're using something called the Mood Harmony platform, um, which kind of brings all these uh, digital assets together from a, a management perspective. And I guess I don't know how many stores uh, Earth Fair has now. Um, but uh, from sort of a head office perspective, from a management perspective, through the Mood Harmony platform, they're able to control, they say, 180 displays and 400 media devices across all of the stores. So I'm assuming this is like all the digital signage, all the audio, uh, music, music platforms, you know, anything else that they're using, uh, you know, across the sort of Mood ecosystem has a central management uh, capability um, and they're able to kind of look at that and make sure that it's all consistent and, and um, you know, sort of working, um, you know, the same in every store and kind of achieving the same goals and, and, and kind of looking at the sort of measurement and response from that and sort of like a, a, a sort of a single dashboard. So I like that idea of it in particular. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, I, I expect we'll hear more, much more this year from, from Mood on, on the digital signage front. But uh, for me, for me, the big, uh, the big plus here is the sort of the centralized management um, control of the content across the, the store network. All right, uh, our final story, member story, is uh, about uh, our friends at Wirecard. Uh, a big German payments platform company recently entered the North American market uh, and they've announced at CES uh, that uh, they have teamed up with Sprint. Um, and it was interesting, back in, uh, I wanna say, 
September, October, I was in New York uh, for uh, sort of a Wirecard launch event that they put on, and, and Sprint was one of the speaking companies there that they had uh, uh, you know, brought to the event. And so I was, as I'm reading this story this week, I was like, oh, okay, so they've you know, finalized this agreement between the two. So they announced this at CES uh, last Wednesday. It's a new collaboration that brings together Wirecard sort of uh, commerce payments platforms together with Sprint's Curiosity platform, which is their IoT Internet of Things platform. And together they're calling this the Internet of Payments. Um, and so I like that term. I think it's an interesting way to sort of uh, bring uh, these two environments together. Uh, they talk about sort of, you know, sort of bringing, uh, you know, the IoT Internet connected device uh, sphere, um, you know, with sort of real time data uh, always on. And sort of how that you know sort of data flows, uh, you know from from a, from an IoT platform, and, and how the commerce data in terms of transactions and all of that uh, can kind of sync up with that. And and I think it's interesting because often, you know, you hear about you know whether it's Mastercard or Visa or Amex or whoever we're talking about, um, you know, you've got these payment terminals and you got the transactions happening, and and sort of there's the, there's sort of the data that comes from that, which is extremely valuable in, in any retail setting to kind of just know what transactions look like, what people are buying, how much they're spending, what the average is, all those kinds of things. Um, but often those, you know, that data is, is, is not connected to other platforms. Um, you know, we talk a lot in our industry about, uh, you know, this uh, three-layer location cake at the LVMA, like this idea of sort of that middle layer of micro-location technologies, beacons and Wi-Fi and, um, and, and all those types of technologies, you know, to kind of push offers and messaging and discounts and coupons and all that type of stuff to influence purchases. But what we often say is, is it sort of falls apart because this, this internet-connected device um, doesn't then integrate to the transaction layer at the top of the cake. It doesn't talk to the CRM or the loyalty systems or the actual payment platforms. And I think that's kind of what, you know, this initiative speaks, you know, to me about it is kind of the bridging of those two things of, you know, the IOT sort of knowing what's going on and who's there and, what, and, and what's happening in the building and, and how you can link that up to the actual CRM loyalty transaction piece of the, of the puzzle. So, uh, it's a step in the right direction for me. Great collaboration between Sprint and Wirecard. Yeah, you know, I feel like Wirecard is one of those companies that we've talked a lot about in the past probably six months. And they've just been making a lot of big moves, you know, from an international front left and right. And so it looks like they have been selecting some really good key players in terms of partnerships and um, how they are leveraging those relationships in order to um, work their way into new territories such as North America. I think we saw them in China, you know, before. Um, and so we've kind of seen them really trying to diversify where they're going and um, taking a multi-pronged approach. And so I think that's really smart from a business uh, perspective. And obviously it seems to be paying off for them. So I would anticipate we'll have more announcements um, in terms of like partnerships and teaming up on payments from Wirecard this year. Um, if this trend continues. so There you go. And that's our show for this week. Uh, you've been listening to episode number 447 of This Week in or No, not this week. I always say that now. Location Weekly. <laughs> Got to get it through my head. Uh, of 447 of Location Weekly. Um, and we just thank you for listening and watching every week. Um, if you have story ideas, please reach out to us. If you have feedback, criticism, you know, let us know about that too. Please give us some stars, you know, some likes, 
all that kind of stuff on whatever platform you're consuming this on. And uh, just thank you for listening and watching every week, guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.